Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we've got a tackle, we've got a choke, and we've got an arrest. Basically a typical week for Shiloh there in, in Port Charles. But hey, don't forget to take some classes. We're going to break down everything you've seen this week on General Hospital and more next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report. Getting choked out in the Metro Court, getting tossed down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's a GH Report. Welcome, everybody. Oh, boy, these, these songs are getting worse as time goes on. Today, we're breaking down all the latest happening there in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do a roll call, shall we? Okay. Oh, what happened? What have happened? Oh, no. Oh, no. The chat. Oh, no. The chat. Oh, here we go. Roll call. Here we go. Here we go. We got Joe Costanzo, Dulaman, Annie Gowen, Degadago, I think that's how you pronounce your name, Andrega, I think that's how you pronounce your name, Um, Marlon Wallace, Kelly Public Cover, Colton Reed, Michael B. Hey, Michael B. Marlon Wallace, Lisa Wagner. Oh, say, did you see? Oh, I love that handle. Oh, say, did you see? Hey, Loretta. And I think that is everybody. That's everybody. So, hey, hey, y'all. Welcome. That. Thanks for joining us, folks. We're going to be breaking out all the latest stuff that happened this week, and we'll have a little bit of news and gossip at the end of the show to yep, round yep. us out. Yep, yep. But before we dive into everything in particular, Carla, what did you think of the week overall? <laughs> I love this week. <laughs> I love this week because everywhere Shiloh turned, people were coming for him, and he was trying it. He tried it with everybody. He tried it with... Um, What's Nina's daughter's name? Oh, uh, yeah, Sasha. Sasha. He tried it with Sasha, and Michael grabbed him and almost threw him to the wall. He was like, so. You know how he does. He's just like, so. And Michael grabbed him, and then he was in the hospital. He got grabbed in the hospital. Like, everywhere he would try it, somebody was always grabbing him from the back and whooping his behind. I was like, yes! Yes! You know, I was there for all of that. Like, this is the... Because usually for the shallow interactions... He is talking to somebody that is is already a fan of his. Like I've read your books or read your book, right? But this time he's he, he's struggling. You know he's going down. He's struggling because he's trying to. He's going for people that he sees by themselves that he think he can kind of infiltrate, <laughs> yep. and it's just not happening. And it's just pure comedy. I love it. I love every. I was there for every single moment of that. And I agree with uh, Sasha. It's like it's very uh, presumptuous and rude just to sit yourself <laughs> at, a at a table. Yeah. And I was like, did I invite you to sit at my table? I think not. <laughs> like, why are you sitting here? Who are you? And what? what uh, really? Oh, and he is. I, I love that Shiloh. Anytime he does something wrong, he will make it feel like it's your fault. Yep, always. He, that that throwing the blame on the other person yeah. situation. <laughs> I was living for him this week. Living for him. I was also living for the fact that Harmony finally, finally, finally saw the light. Like you, this is kudos to the actress that's playing her. 
you could actually see her spirit lighten up as she was talking at the PCPD, totally breaking down what she saw Shiloh do. Because for a minute, it was looking like the, the charges weren't going to stick because they were saying that the information from the girl on Beach's Corners that Sam and Jason got was would be could possibly be misconstrued as hearsay. So Harmony was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll dive more into Harmony in a second. But mm-hmm. to back it up to Shiloh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, because I feel like this is interesting. It usually... I would say on a soap opera in general, if you have whoever the the bad guy is of the story, mm-hmm. they have the upper hand for a certain amount of time, and then something happens where then you start seeing the quote-unquote good guys start getting a leg up, and then that bad guy is brought down. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought down, not brought down, just brought down. <laughs> I know what you meant. But uh, for Shiloh, <laughs> for Shiloh, I thought it was interesting because he comes in trying to run a con on Sam, but Sam is onto it from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it is constantly through this whole storyline doing things to kind of set Shiloh up to fall. Mm-hmm. So we never really see Shiloh have any real like leg up over everybody. I mean, certainly he's got Christina close to him, and that was mm-hmm. a big thing. Mm-hmm. But then what, certainly Christina was the biggest part of that whole thing, because once that's removed, it's like, I mean, the pledges went nowhere. Nothing really happened with Christina. Uh, you know, now he's arrested. He's going to get brought for the murder. So at no point in the storyline was he really like, "I am the overarching villain, and I am beating all you guys." Mm-hmm. Does that bother you, or are you like, "No, no, no"? I like this kind of change in a traditional kind of bad guy story. I that's a good point that you brought up. I would have actually liked to have seen him have the upper hand just one time, but they have, <laughs> unfortunately for him, they have never shown him. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it is. They've never shown him have the upper hand. Like, when you think, just when you think he might have the upper hand, he's, like, thwarted. <laughs> and it's comical. The way he is thwarted is just pure comedy to me. I'm like, oh, y'all are funny. I cannot. Because they do Oscars winning of the real will, and the big surprise is that, oh, he gave his uh, ELQ stocks over to Shiloh. Okay, and actually, they brought this up in the chat room. Did Oscar really know Brother Man that well to be giving him shares of ELQ stock? Well, if he's like, I mean, he was probably there just long enough to get a, you know, like the, the surface view of Shiloh. Hey, he's doing all this great stuff. Wasn't there long enough and didn't know anything that was going on with Christina or Sam. Didn't know any of that stuff. Because, so yeah, because he was trying to stay alive, so there's that. Yeah. So but, if you looked at Shiloh from afar and just saw that in the abstract of what Donner Day does, I could see why you're thinking this does a lot of great stuff for the community without really knowing who that man really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... That's a. I actually would have liked to have seen him have that moment where he's just, where you think, oh man, he's going to get away just for a slight second, like <laughs> at least for a week, at least a week of thinking that he was going to get away with it. But child, there'll be a there will be a conversation of you thinking he's going to get away with it, and before the conversation is had, they're like, yep, nope, he's not getting away with that. <laughs> yeah, he was like, that was it. I'm like, wow, that was. That went really fast because I thought this was going to be a thorn in the side for a little while. Yeah, I thought the I thought the um, I thought maybe he had had the uh, the um, DNA results doctored. Well, I mean, it, as soon as he looks at those DNA results and then realizes that because it's going to be a big fall for him when he realizes like those those results are going to tell you like no, nope, guess what? You're not the father, and he's going to go what? But of course, we don't see those get read. But no, because. <laughs> Lucas gets rid of him, and Michael and them talk him into like just getting rid of it, you yeah. know. And so for him, like, which is funny that Michael is the one that told him to get rid of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Shiloh has his moment of gloating, and from his perspective, he thinks like, doesn't matter if everything else in my life is falling apart, I'm still going to win on this front. Right, and right. We right. already know 
No guy. Nobody. <laughs> yep, this, no, that's this, not going to happen either. This is a big. You, you were losing all over the place. All over the place. I, it is just. I agree with you. It is so funny to just see him constantly. Constantly thwarted. Well, for a minute, I thought when they read the will and they said that Oscar had given the ELQ shot uh, shares to Shiloh, I thought for a split second, oh snap, he's gonna. What is he? I could. Just, I could. I, my mind was kind of twirling about all the things that he would do with ELQ, like how that would be the total demise and ruin of the quarterman. Like all of this was going through my mind until they talked about Jason. And him giving that money to the Kilimanjaro Foundation. Yeah. And I thought, so part of me thinks that, you know, maybe Oscar had a little cluey clue somewhere because he switched it up in the eighth hour. But, yeah, I mean, because I also thought, too, like, just the the, change, the the quick changes of youth where it's like, oh, yeah, this would be a good idea. Like, oh, wait, no, 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 this would be an even better idea. And so it's for one thing to go to Donna Day. Like, that's worthy stuff. They help a lot of people. Oh, wait, I know something even better now. What if I just do this and Kilimanjaro Foundation instead? And this is somebody. Something somebody brought this up, which made me laugh. Oh, say did you? Oh, say did you see? Said Oscar didn't leave any object to his sister Scout. That's true. <laughs> that some of those uh, busted toys she was playing with. <laughs> she wanted to show you these toys. That was, uh, okay, let's just talk about that reading of the will for a second. Oops, the reading of the will actually was interesting because you could tell that he really thought out. What who was gonna have what, and I'm okay. So not for nothing, but I'm kind of tired of Joss like breaking down and having and melting down and having a breakdown every time uh, Oscar's name is mentioned. Or I can't she, deal with she's this. like, I just can't take it, and she runs out of the room. And who's consoling her? Of course, it's Cameron. But I'm just like, girl, get your life. What are you doing? Come on. But you know who won big out of that whole thing? That was Cam. That was your boy Cam. He got a car out of that. Everybody else got like these little chotskis. I know. Cam came away with a car. I know. Josh got a, a compass and his he gave his mother a teddy bear. <laughs> I was like, you gave your mama a teddy bear? Yeah. You didn't give your mama your share. This was the thing that was confusing me. You gave your mama a teddy bear, but you gave your shares something that is monetaro, monetaro, monetary to Shiloh? Yeah. Really though? Okay. I mean, I guess your mom's a doctor, so she's doing fine. But still, <clears throat> but it's also interesting. Like for Jocelyn, he just basically gave her gift back. So it's like, mm, all right. So way to go, Oscar! You just you know gave back those gifts. And so like, <laughs> oh no, this is yours again. Thank you. I know <laughs> that was that was a whole lot going on. And then I did like the one for Drew though. Like here is the the glass that we use to test your to DNA. test your DNA. I thought that was that a nice was one. actually cool. Let's hope the glass don't break though, because I'm like. Mm. The, and the one thing I what thought... What if the glass break? He could break the glass driving home. I'm That's just saying, true. okay. The, the uh, what he gave to... What do you think of Monica's? Because it basically just gave him a, a book of Cleveland. And then yeah, did some did some markings. Like, hey, here's some yeah, of my favorite I spots. I was like... I think that that would have meaning for her. Because I don't... Because most of the things that she would get from somebody that was a quarter main was something that didn't have emotional meaning to it. Yeah. And I think for her... To have had a, he was her grandson, right? Yes. So for her to have a grandson that actually gave her something that he knew would mean something to her, you know, like hit her right in the heart and really have meaning for her, I thought that was sweet. Oh, nice. Now for Ned and Olivia, he gives the keyboard that he has. What I liked about that, well, what I liked but also wish I'd seen more of 
Well, as you said, you introduced me, uh, introduced, introduced me and supported my love for music. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we never really got to see enough scenes ever of Oscar just hanging out with Ned. We did have one scene where he was helping him write the song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, there weren't, you're right, there weren't a plethora of them, but there was that one scene where he was helping him write the song for the nurse's ball. And that was a pretty lengthy scene at best. So I think that was enough to give us the idea as viewers and fans of the show to go, okay, well, they spent... Because, right, you don't write a song in five minutes. It takes a minute to write a song. So that gave us a taste of the fact that they actually spent some quality time together to get this song. The the only thing I feel kind of a bummer about that, Oscar, and the weight reading of the Will storyline is that I... Rather than having spent so much time in the Oscar storyline where he was mad at Kim and Drew for not telling him that he was really sick mm-hmm. and he was hanging out at the DOD house and all mm-hmm, that stuff, mm-hmm. I rather wish they would have just truncated that enormously and had more time at the Quartermains. To mm-hmm. give us more scenes of him really interacting with more of the family? I think we probably couldn't do that because wasn't that during the time that Leslie Charleston, who plays Monica, didn't she get hurt in she the middle of that? But even if it was with Ned and Olivia or Michael, I just something. Because to say that he's a quartermain, like, I guess the show tells me that, but I don't but, feel it. But the, they don't put as much credence in the quartermains on General Hospital like they used to. Because, we, as we discussed here before, most of them are no longer here. Yeah. So, you know, they everybody knows in Port Charles that the quartermain, quartermain name carries weight. But in terms of physicality, you know, there's very few people physically in a physical realm that are there as people that um, can really, you know carry the brunt of it so and it, you know Leslie Charlson is up there so it's just a matter of time before she is um, tired she's been yeah. on that show for she's been on that show almost as long as it's been on I think she's been on it for 50 years or more that's a long time to be on one job and you know as much as she may enjoy it there may come a time you know sometime soon where she's like you know what I've had a good run as Monica Quartermain I think I'm just gonna like you know, call it a day. They did that on All My Children with um, the woman who played, oh, who, she played, Fee, I think she played Phoebe, no, did she play Phoebe Wallingford? I forget what character it was on All My Children, but there was a character on All My Children that had been there for, since day one, and she either passed away or she retired, and they brought in um, Lee Merriweather to take her place. Oh, yeah, that uh, was Tad's mom. Yes. yes. So they brought in Lee Merriweather to take her place for yep. a minute. So I'm saying, I say all of that to say that that possibly could happen at General Hospital, too. I would hate to see that happen because I love me some Leslie Charleston. I don't get it twisted. But, yeah. No, that that is true. So it's, we get to see that reading. And I do like how, <laughs> just in this world, how they address Jason. Or they, they, they reference Jason. Like, Jason's off the grid again. So who knows if he's going to be here or not. It's let, not important if he's not. Let me tell you what I love about them uh, resurfacing Jason. And I've said this before, too. When Jason was on there before, he just kind of was the muscle for Sonny. And he had very little dialogue. And it was a lot of close-ups of him with his face making a certain, you know, look with his eyes or whatever. He had very, very little to say. He was in very few of the scenes unless it involved a conversation between he and Sam. Now they're starting to break him out of that trajectory. And they're starting to, you know, open him open open his character up into more worlds other than Sonny's, right? I kind of love that. For sure. I kind of love that. But I also, and I also love the fact that Jason was a little jelly when Sonny 
revealed that he was going to start training Dev because he sees potential. Jason was not having that. Yeah, but I, but I can understand Jason's point of view. It's like certainly Dev helped him out when he was in Turkey with Dante and stuff. But he doesn't really know him. He doesn't really know him. And then he's going to let him into the house where he's got Carly who's pregnant and it's already a precarious pregnancy as well. Is this something you want to do, trusting around? I, I can understand and Jason's I, reluctance. I understand it too, and I think he and I think he probably wouldn't have been as reluctant if he hadn't caught Dev trying to steal somebody's purse. Oh, baby, that's not going to go over well. When he caught him trying to steal that purse, he was like, ur, ur, ur. "Oh." And then he finds out that you know Sonny's gotten documents for him, birth certificate, whole new identity, <laughs> and I love Brick. I love when they were drilling him and asking him, you know, all his information to make sure that he knew it. And he recited his driver's license number. Yes. Brick was like, yeah, ain't nobody going to ask you for your driver's license number. So shut that down. Yeah. He's like, that's a sure giveaway that you don't know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. I said, oh, no. What also made me laugh out loud was Liesl. I live for some Liesl. And I was so sad at the beginning of the week when I thought they had bumped her off. I'm like, oh, we can't kill off Liesl. Like, come on. We need somebody with some mouth in Port Charles. It's, you know, we we only get Lucy once a year with the nurse's ball. We got to have somebody else that's popping off at the mouth. We got to have somebody. It's got to be Liesl. So when they showed her, you know, being pulled out of the when they brought her onto the hardest station, she's like a drowned rat. Her hair was all hanging <laughs> in her face. I'm like, why they do my girl Liesl like that? They just didn't do her right. But then she was like, and, and because she exaggerates so much and she talks, and she talks crap all the time. They were like, so didn't you just slip? Nobody really pushed you, right? And she was like, um, no, I got pushed. She was like, um, forget all of y'all. Talk to the hand. I got pushed. I know I talk a lot, but whatever. I got pushed, okay? It was funny. That made me laugh. Out of the mysteries that will pop up here and there in General Hospital, how invested are you? And how much do you even care about who pushed Liesl overboard? I kind of do care. Because with Hayden coming back to town, we know it wasn't Hayden because that's way too obvious. But it's probably Valentine. Or Brad. Or I Brad. I can't think of anybody else other than the two of them. But it might have been somebody else. It might have been, uh, who else might it have been? I don't know. I can't even really think of who else it might have been. But those two people are so obvious that I would love to know, I would love to know that it was somebody that never in a million years would we even think about doing that. It's one of those, like, maybe the payoff when we find out who does it will we'll justify it. Mm. But at least right now, like, you don't I, care. I don't care. I really don't care. Like, okay, great. Somebody pushed her over. She's fine. Who cares? I don't. Somebody in the chat room is saying that they think that Dev is going to end up going to work for Shiloh. For Shiloh? What? He yeah. Shiloh's not going to be around long enough they for that said, to uh, Michael B. said, yeah, I think Jason is going to read Dev the ride act and trying to take Laura's purse because he tried to take Laura's purse. And then... Um, where is that thing? Where is it? Somebody said that somebody else said that they thought that he, I can't remember, find it, but I did read, read that they probably think he's going to go work for Shiloh. I'm like, Ooh, that's just, wow. I don't think it's going to be Shiloh. I mean, the guy's going to be the oh, Marlon. Marlon Wallace said, Dev is going to work for Shiloh. And then Dulemon's like, no, no, no way. No way. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've had another week of Dev interacting with people. We see him drilling this week, you know, pushing Sonny to, like, hey, I want to come work for you. I don't want to go to school. I'll just drop out. Yeah, and then and to Sonny's credit, he's like, no, dude, you got to get an education. You can learn about some other things. You might think this is what you want to do, blah, 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 blah. Sonny would love nothing more than for somebody like Dev to take over his, his business because Dev is a little scrappy, and Sonny was a little scrappy back in the day. So he, I think with for Sonny, Sonny sees a little bit of 
him in dev that's why he's so like this about him in addition to the fact that he saved his life and you know was up there for dante speaking of dante how do we feel about the fact that when maxi and peter go to visit dante after being set up by mac he says he don't want to see him and then we end up with that gunshot i'm like oh oh, oh." yeah i have a feeling this is going to be like a, a dante parents where we don't see dante we can see we'll see a body but we'll never see his face Kind of like when uh, when Robin but, found Jason. But do you Jason think he shot in- himself, or do you think he shot the person that walked in the room? I don't think he shot himself. No, I. I think no. he shot the person that was in the room. Yeah, but it or is- maybe the person, or maybe Dante tried to get away, and the person that was in the room was shooting at Dante to stop him from getting away. That that seemed to escalate extremely quickly, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he didn't shoot himself. But then you hear Maxie go, Dante, no. So I'm like, was he trying to jump out of a window? Like, the the, the possibilities are abound. The one thing I could say is Dante, Dante, Dante and the WSB, they fake this to make it look like Dante's died. Mm. So that way Dante can go off and heal and nobody's worried about, and Lulu can move on. It's not always like, hey, this Dante is still alive and out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is this could be a way for Dante to set it up where it's like, now everybody thinks I'm dead. I can go heal. Lulu can move on with her life. You know, maybe if I'm healed and feel better, maybe our lives can intersect at some point. But for now, I need to let her be able to move on. I can see them setting that up. So they got some scenarios in the chat room. They're saying that Dante got shot in the face so he can have plastic surgery. Yeah, if Dante got shot in the face, he wouldn't be living. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where it entered, you know. Uh, I mean, I could go, I could see that route too, but I feel like we haven't seen any casting announcements about a new Dante yeah. portrayer yet. Yeah. So it makes me uh, less less likely to believe that storyline. Although I'd welcome it because it's like, hey, yeah, recast it, give us a new actor, and let's move on with the, that storyline. And then they agree. Stuart Pierce agrees with you. He said, uh, "Well, not Stuart Pierce. Who is this?" Oh, uh, uh, say, did you see? Said, "No, I'm sorry. Who is it that agreed with you?" Somebody said that maybe. Not somebody of smart. And somebody smart. Somebody I can't. Smart. I can't see who said it that now because because they're talking a lot. But somebody in here said they agree. They agree with you that maybe the W. Oh, here it is. CM Smith says I think the WSB may fake Dante's death. May have faked his death. And then somebody else said that maybe he took the gun from the other guy. So I'm just saying the possibilities are like. They're all over, all over the place. Yeah, I, but I, I think regardless, we won't see. Dante. We're not going to see. <laughs> we Dante. won't see Dante. Yeah, as, as I was mentioning, it's like when uh, Robin found Jason at the uh, the the, uh, the Cassidyne mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. and this is before it became the storyline led him being uh, uh, Billy Miller taking over, mm-hmm. where his uh, he we never see his face and his throat was damaged, so he couldn't speak. So we only saw him from like the neck down, just interacting with Robin. But we never had to see his face, so we could still believe it was yeah, Steve Burton. But I, I cannot. It wasn't really yeah, that's crazy. I hope they don't do that. That so. would that, that would just be a travesty on a whole nother level. But I feel like you know I, I'd be down for the death storyline, this faked death, mm-hmm. just to just to let Lulu just have some kind of closure, even though it'll be tougher at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then just to let her move on. And I love the fact that Lulu this week went over to Sonny to say, you know what, I know this is your son, but I'm having a really hard time with this. Like, I love the fact that she went to his father to try to kind of sort of half-heartedly admit that she wants to move on. Because this is just too tough for her. Yeah, and I I think it is. I mean, it's... 
I mean, you know, and I've said this about the, the hardest part of the storyline is that Dante never told Lulu the full story. Mm-hmm. And that Lulu may think differently if she knew the whole reason, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know that. So, And not for nothing, but um, they're also, and is also saying that um, she had great chemistry with that dude. The dude that they showed her with this week, they yeah. got along really great. And he was kind of cute. I was like, oh, maybe they'll, like... Have him be a, a, a love interest for her. And, I mean, ride-sharing is very popular now in, you know, the general populace. So, <laughs> you know, some hot ride-sharing storyline can Mm-mm. take place. So, you know, you could you could drive her around. Uh-uh. And then, <laughs> you, you, I can't stand you. And People then, love Stuber. I mean, it did number three at the box office. People uh, are craving. I cannot. <laughs> um, and then I'm kind of over... Chase running down to that jail cell every little chance he gets to talk to Willow. But how are we feeling about the fact that I think Willow is kind of feeling some kind of way about Michael now? You know, I find it really interesting with this storyline. Well, at least with uh, Willow's friendship with both Chase, well, relationship with Chase Mm -hmm. and then friendship with Michael. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very close with Michael. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely kind of built on a a mutual heartache and and sense Mm -hmm. of grief. But it, it, what I do like about it, though, is that there is no jealousy between, like, of Chase, Chase towards Michael. No, there's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. They are friends as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, if they ever wanted to set it up to create a love t- a triangle, I feel like they've they've taken their time enough that it would be an interesting triangle to see created. But I I still like Sasha, and I do like what she brings. It's just tough and with her knowing what her knowing what's going to come down yeah. for her, Sasha. And I think I feel like the writers are setting it up so that we are getting prepared for Sasha to have the boom lowered on her. Because that scene with Michael and Willow in that jail cell, when he went to visit her, and that little puppy dog look that she had on her face, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And how are we feeling about Hayden coming back? I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. I really like the chemistry between Hayden and Finn much more than I ever did between Anna and Finn. It's it's more real to me. It feels more realistic. I I was sad to see Hayden go when she first left the show. Me I too. Like she had just that character had evolved to a place that I was just really getting excited. Me to too. See what I think she may have been happen. pregnant and had a baby in real life. Is what I think happened. But now, and I guess you know they're starting it off slow. So hopefully she's going to be around for a little bit. So whether we know that she had Finn's baby, where Finn's baby is at this moment, we don't know. But it's going to come in at some point. <laughs> So I guess she's, you know, maybe she's, that's why she's being a little frosty and cold with Finn at the beginning, mm-hmm. because she knows if he presses too hard, she's just going to break down and tell him everything. And mm-hmm, then how do you mm-hmm. say, like, I told you we lost the baby, but we really had a baby. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, you know that's going to happen. I guess that's why the reason the walls are up right now. But I have to admit, seeing her back right now, it at least walls up Hayden, my, my least favorite form of that character. Mm. I, I just don't like the walls of Hayden. I do love the fact that she's making everybody nervous. Like, her presence in Port Charles is making everybody nervous, especially Monica. Monica can't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> Monica Quartermain is like, if I never see her again, it could be too soon. But I do like Cam. Cam is a big fan. I know. He's like, my aunt, my aunt this and my aunt that. Like, Cam was all smiles. I'm like, well, okay, he just happy. He got some family coming to visit. And I did like <laughs> to at least see, and I'm glad they, they resolved this quickly, the kiss with Jax, only to find out at the end of the week. Like, I don't know why you're doing that. We're not together. I know. He was like, if you don't fess up, I will. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, well, okay, Jax, because Jax got his sight set on Nina. Jax has got a sight set on something because I, I mean he brings Hayden in because they're working on something he, and he's been out of the CFO. He has his sight set on Nina, 
he wants to get with Nina and Valentine has peeped it because this is what this is what I do know in relationship situations like that if one person is feeling a little insecure usually they have reason to usually there's something happening that gives you reason to pause for the cause I'm just saying but I feel like that the, that I would need to know more, know more of the backstory like if if Jax and Nina had ever met before uh, I could understand Jax like coming to Port Charles, kind of making these moves because he was he really wants to be with Nina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we know that there's no previous interaction between the two of them, mm-hmm. so I can't. I for right now can't buy that Jax's reasons are solely Nina focused. I think Nina could be a piece of it, but I don't think that is the main impetus. I think he's focused on Nina to get to Valentine. I think that's why he has his sights set on Nina is to get the Valentine. I can see that because we know he does have files that Curtis found mm-hmm. of both uh, Valentine and Cassandra mm-hmm. Pierce. Uh, so I mean, so Jax <laughs> did come to Port Charles with an agenda. Uh, you know, we still don't know the full agenda of it yet. No. But I mean, Valentine is definitely right to be kind of wary mm-hmm. of what's going on because yep. the longer Jax stays around, the the less, less likely it's going to turn out good for Valentine. <laughs> we know this. Somebody's wants to, they want to know why do they think uh, Carly hates Hayden so much? Carly do you and know? Hayden. I, I don't really know. Mm, Does I mean, anybody in the chat room know? Let us know if you know the answer. Let us know. Because I know it was Hayden and Nicholas, so I can understand why Laura is kind of like, oh, Hayden's back. Because mm. that was that was no good between Hayden and Nicholas. That, that, that didn't was go very well no bueno. Um, spoilers say that Hayden and Jax are working together to fake Cassidine Industries. Valentine, yeah, okay, Valentine. So they're there to, to get to Valentine. But... And somebody else is saying Jax is undercover with the WSB. Uh, I think that's a stretch. No, I mean, I think it's just people from Australia just are friendly with people from Australia. You know, it's like him and Robert are buds. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot. That's pure comedy. I cannot. But you know what? You know who are all all our friends? Buds. Best buds. Best of buds. All our viewers. All our viewers. Our viewers are our best buds, our best friends. (laughs) That's right, because they spend their time. They could be doing many other things in life, but they decide to spend their their time watching our shows, whether it's the GH Report, which we love you for watching, or all the other shows that we do here. I mean, Carla's got, you know, she's got her, you know, the Curvy Critic Show of Black Hollywood Live. She just wrapped up the American Princess uh, due to much no, American Princess after this. Oh, it's, it's still it's still we going? got two more shows. Two more shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! So, I mean, her as we talked about last week. I mean, that social media empire that she's building, <laughs> it's lifting up and up, 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 up. Not really, but okay. But couldn't have been done without all of you watching our show. So, thank you so much for uh, helping us become the ESPN TV Talk. And as always, folks, if you get a chance. Now, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, but get involved in the conversation no matter where you're watching or listening. You know, give us a review there on the YouTube page. Uh, give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, or hop in the chat and share your thoughts as well. There you yeah. go. Ooh, I'm a little tired today. Okay. What? Uh, Are these fans boring you, No, Carla? they're not boring me. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why I'm a little, a little under, a little tired. So a friend of mine had a birthday party. He has a birthday party every year at his house. He has this beautiful Victorian house over in the west part of L.A. And he has, like, a good old-fashioned, like, house party, like, basement house party from back in, from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. From back in the day. And um, he, I had on these heels, and we were just, we partied to the break of dawn. I mean, it was just, (laughs) his daughter is just enjoying this popcorn. That bag is just like, yeah. Um, It's all good. It'll be done in a minute. Uh, (laughs) 
so you were partying um, hard. So we were partying hard, and I didn't get a full night's sleep because I got in really late. Did anybody a, get pushed in the pool? That, and There was no pool, okay. but there was a backyard, and so everybody was outside in the backyard, and we were all in the house. But my friend, he was hilarious because he literally, I walked into the door. He was in the middle of the floor boogie until the break of dawn when I walked in the door, and he was still boogieing when I left. I was like, all right. well, okay, so I'm a little tired from that, but it's all good. <laughs> but I had good, look, I had a good time. I got to get the good times where I can get them, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they're a few far in between. Uh, but back to trying, General Hospital. <laughs> you know who's trying to get some good times this week, and it was in the most inappropriate fashion, as, as you could imagine? That was our, our girl, Kim. Oh, Kim. Why would Kim try to drug Drew to have a bit? Like, that's just, that's desperation on a whole nother level. That, you know, I mean... That was so sad. That made me sad. That is. I, you know, I, I, can, I can't imagine uh, the grief a parent goes through of losing a child. But, boy, to go to the point where you're going to drug the father of that child that had passed away in the attempts of uh, making another one just to try to fill that void. That was Oof. so... That was that made me very sad. I was very sad. And what was even sadder was the fact that Julian had to come to her rescue. Because in this... Well, I'll give Julian props for this. When Julian caught them, I thought, ooh, he's going to pop off and he's going to wait... Drew, like, I thought it was going to be a whole thing. But he kept his cool and realized that she was not at herself and that him catching them in that compromising situation was probably more on her than it was on him. And he was right. But to his credit, he got her up out of that room quick, fast, and in a hurry before Drew broke uh, woke up. And I'm just like, wow. And then it was really interesting how Drew... And Kim had that talk afterwards, and she was like, you know, I deserve to be arrested. I deserve to go to jail for what I did. I'll probably lose my license, you know, but, you know, that's okay. And then she makes that appointment to go see the doctor. But honestly, I don't think that that's going to help her. I I don't know. You know, it's, I could have seen She's so far gone. She is. You know what I mean? I could have seen this storyline maybe leading us down the road to... Perhaps a triangle between uh, Drew, Julianne, and Kim. Mm-hmm. But after this, I cannot see a Drew-Kim pairing no. at all happening. Uh, no. As much as Drew may be able to forgive her, I don't think he's going to forget what happened. And so, well, who would like? That's a lot. Like, and because and you're right, you're absolutely right in that. Because he even says to her, he says, "No matter what happens between us, we we always have that we created Oscar together. That Oscar was ours." So he he's already he's already setting up the the plans for not having to deal with her anymore after that because he was like you crossed the line he told her she crossed the line she yeah. knows she crossed the line you know and then that leads me back to Julian like how is Julian going to deal with her after this like who would want to be with somebody that would go through those lengths to have a baby out of grief that's a lot that is I mean I, I gotta imagine I mean she's she's seeking help so that's the biggest thing I mean whether that that helps or mm-hmm. not. But, you know, I, I props, I don't know many people that could be as compassionate or understanding as Julian were in that mm-hmm. moment to see, to find somebody you're involved with in that situation and still have the strength of mind and character to take a step back and realize that she's not at her, she's, she's at her, not at her best. Yes. Yeah. And say like, all right, I didn't realize how much help you needed in this moment. How, how much are you grieving? I'm sorry to laugh, but I just happened to look down in the chat room, and they're so wrong. <laughs> Dulamon's like, can somebody wake Kelly Monaco up during her scenes? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. So, I mean, she goes to Beatrice Corners and you know does her big undercover thing as a waitress, 
gets that stuff from uh, from the waitress there. Brings it back to the Scorpio boys. Says, hey, I got this confession. Let's subpoena her and get her here to tell her story. And I do like Robert Scorpio. We finally get to see him like talking legalese and mm. being a law guy. It's like, mm. hey, you know, I can't. Because I, who knows? If you compromised her. Uh, exactly. So, he said it yeah. might be. It's third. And he said, and then at some point, somebody said, well, it's not like there was a third person involved. And he's like, yeah, there was you. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> no. And, I, and Jason goes and brings in Harmony. What I thought was most awkward about that scene, and what I really wish I could have seen, is that they just let Jason sit there and play lawyer for about four minutes to get this all this yeah. info from Harmony. That was hard because it's like, first of all, do we not know who Jason Morgan is? Do we not know what he looks like? Um, like for really? Okay. I mean, I guess the PCBD is a friendly spy place for. I mean, at least you know they're not yeah, going to arrest him right away. Really, you just you going to let Jason Morgan roll up in there in a suit and talk to a prisoner for as long oh, as true. he wants? Like, come on, that was a stretch. That one was a stretch that they that he got away with that. But he's able to get Harmony to reach out to her lawyer, her public defender, and come over here to PCBD and spill her guts. But that they that Robert said, well, that nobody even asked. Jason just sat down and just started kind of doing like that interrogation right there. Exactly. Like why wasn't Robert doing that? Right. Exactly. And they just, like, just sat back and all right, Jason. They were just like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening right now? I'm like, I can't. That was so crazy to me that they let him have that moment. I'm like, what? There was a lot of crazy things that happened this week. I'm like, mm. but yeah, I mean, again. I mean, I, we see Jordan. She's getting better. She's getting more involved, and she wants to get back to work. But I am going to miss having Mackin and, and Robert doing uh, the double duty there at uh, the PCPD as DA and uh, commissioner. <laughs> well, we don't know how soon she's going to come back to work. Do I'm in, we? I'm in zero rush to see Jordan come back. Give her another storyline. Let her do something <laughs> like that. You know, just I want to see this dynamic play out for a while longer. Although I have to say, I love that whole storyline with her and the kidney. And well, what what's ever happened to? Um, uh, Kevin's brother now. Like, what, 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 like he's still hanging out in prison. They, they gave him the kidney, and now they said we don't. Hate. But then there was that line where somebody said something. Oh, uh, Willow told. She, did she tell Michael? I forget yep. who Willow told. She told Michael that her mother's been talking a lot to Nell. Nell, and I'm like, uh, uh. yeah, that's <laughs> thinking a lot about Jonah. Talking a lot about Jonah. Like harmony between harmony, Nell, and. Oh, it's that's trouble. That's something's going to happen out of that. The one thing I'm worried about, as much as I love Robert Scorpio, I love me some Robert Scorpio, and I'm glad that they've got him sticking around (laughs) Port Charles and they've made him the new DA. Mm. But I feel like the DA, much like the police department, are always put in the the dum dum position. (laughs) Right. They always have to lose against because it's always you know it's Sonny or it's Jason or somebody else, and so the DA's made to look like a fool. And it's like I don't want Robert Scorpio to be the fool. So I'm hoping the GH writers realize that this character is not a dum-dum. And so that if he's getting mixed up in something that, you know, I want to see that Scorpio win. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him always like, I don't want to see him go up against Sonny and lose. <laughs> well, I love the moment where Mac was like, where um, Sam was like, oh, I'm coming to the hospital with you. He's like, you can't do that. And he's like, oh, what the hell? I'm interim anyway. What do I <laughs> yes, care? That's true. I- I was like, what that is. I love that they didn't have as much witty banter this week because, you know, I live for the dialogue. There wasn't as much witty banter this week, except for those scenes with um, Ava and the the soothsayer. So, oh, yes, there was some witty there was some witty banter there, you know. And then I love that scene where she she was sitting down and. Who was she talking to? Oh, she was sitting down, and Nina and Valentine walked over, and 
the, the woman says to Valentine something about something about a toothbrush or what oh, is a, a nail clipper nail, or a nail clipper yeah, or something. yeah something like yeah. that and his face was like dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud I'm like ooh what does that mean oh you next time use a toothpick that's what she said oh yeah was it to- no tweezers she said next time use tweezers that's what she said and I was like tweezers and then they flash back to him standing over that coffin I'm like ooh yeah uh, and that was our girl Veronica Cartwright from like Alien and things like that. So oh, was, she's, she go all the way. Her sister Angela Cartwright was on Lost in Space. That's way nice. before any of y'all's time. Did you not <laughs> know that? She was in Lost in Space, which was a big old hit in like the 60s and 70s on TV. But um, she And she was a star in her own right on a lot of shows in the 50s and 60s on television. So, yeah, it was nice to see her. She yeah. was good. Uh, you know, and it's, as always, like with these, the psychics or people that have some, you know, elevated sensitivities. That it's, you know, there's always that fine line. Are they a charlatan or do they really know? They know just enough cryptic stuff to make people think, like, huh? Well, when she said, when she revealed that conversation, when she revealed that information about that restaurant, Ava hadn't, there weren't that many people that Ava shared that information with in regards to that restaurant. I think it was Jackson, maybe. So the fact that she knew that made me go, oh, snap, she might be the real deal. Yeah, maybe. That's kind of crazy. But then I love how Ava just, just had him as Ava does had a meltdown. Bring her back! Bring her back! I'm like, dude, isn't uh, I could that got on my nerves? I'm paying you. That got on my nerves. Like, like because you're paying her X amount of money, that's gonna make her bring her back real quick. Get out of here! With I told that. you to bring her back, and then you just brought her back, and now you say you can't bring her back again. I was like, get out of here with that. <laughs> that was you know who the best psychic is that they ever had on a, a ABC soap was um, Leia Delario when they had her. I think she was, was she on was she on GH or was she on All My Children? She play, she played a, um, a, a fortune teller on one of those ABC soaps and she was hilarious. I'm like, they need to bring her back. Let her do it. But she's too busy doing Orange is New Black so she's probably not available. I understand. <laughs> well, at least for right now but once that show wraps... <laughs> Uh, so, folks, uh, we also, uh, as we end the week, we do get to see Shiloh arrested finally. And Thank we get to see him. Thank you, Lord. But not before getting a chokehold uh, <laughs> from Lucas. Because Shiloh, I mean, just can't. He what? just, he just, bless his heart, he just can't help himself. He always got to say something that makes somebody want to come for him. He yeah. always just got to come out of his face with the wrong thing. All the time. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, Lucas Lucas goes for the choke. Luckily enough, it's one of those situations where the people around also hate Shiloh, so I'm getting <laughs> witnesses. Like, he was like, I'm going to press charges. And they were like, well, nobody saw it, right? He was like, they did. And, and Curtis was like, saw what? Yeah. So the <laughs> they were like, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> they were like, we saw people hugging it out. I hollered. I was like, that was funny. But it was also like, so Jason and <laughs> Sam come along to watch this arrest happen. Mm. But then I like that everybody's quiet while Jason and Sam like break down. Like, and we've got this person to talk. And we've got this person to talk. And we're going to be able to do this. Like, wow. why are you I just, can't. Mac, why are you just letting them just like talk? Just, why? First of all, why, why are you giving, it's just like, it's just like when our president gives away all of our national security secrets yeah. on Twitter. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, what are you doing? All right, guys. Great. I can't. Yeah. So, uh, Delphina, that was her name. She played, thank you. Thank you, Daisy Flower. Uh, um, uh, Leah Delario played Delphina. Oh my gosh. She was so funny. Oh, very nice. Uh, so, folks, we got just a couple minutes left. I feel like we're going to do uh, some hot news and gossip. TV news. So, folks, we know uh, Jonathan Jackson, you know, the creator of the Lucky Roll on General Hospital, 
Probably my favorite Lucky. If you were to rank your Luckies, I like him going? best. Okay, yeah, I would agree. Uh, of course, he went on to Nashville after that. He came back for a little while, then went to Nashville. Uh, Nashville's wrapped up its run, though, so people are always thinking, well, he's not working now, so maybe he'll come is back he to GH. Back? He's got a new exciting project uh, that he shared with his fans, but it is not a return to poor Charles, Aww, unfortunately. Blue his. Uh, he has a new album coming out, and uh, it looks like it to be a real labor of love. So uh, his band, he has a band with his brother, Richard Lee Jackson, as well as Jonathan Thatcher, and uh, they came together to form Evasion back in 2003. Yeah. So they call it uh, post-punk. All right. So the last time they released the music was back in 2017. So uh, if you're a fan of Jonathan Jackson and his music, uh, rest assured there's going to be a new release coming very soon. Okay. So get ready for that. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we, you know, we've you know we got uh, some, some hot, hot news and potential spoilers about Hayden and Finn's baby. When do we find out when the truth is revealed? Well, now. When does Finn find out that he does have a child? I think he knows. You think he knows? I do think he knows. He's feeling some kind of way. And I think he still loves Hayden, which is going to be pro- be a problem when Anna finally decides to show her face. Now, I mean, of course, there's a couple scenarios there. It's like, one, uh, Hayden tells Finn that they lost the baby, but we she see that see that she's still pregnant when she's writing that letter. Mm. So, she, you know, two options. One, she could have had a real miscarriage and lost the baby, or she could have gave the baby up for adoption, or she could be raising the baby, and she's just away right now while a nanny's watching mm-hmm. her. Of those three, which do you think is the most likely? Oh, Lord. I think think that she had the baby and that somebody is keeping an eye on the kid until she figures out what her next move is going to be. I would agree with that too. I feel like the one of those three, the fact that if the baby still exists has the most impact on Finn. Mm-hmm. So, and it could drive a wedge between him and Anna possibly. Maybe. No, but Oh, definitely drawing a wedge. Cause come on. But they're not. They're not going to bring. They are not going to bring Hayden back for like four shows and then have her bounce. That's what's not going to happen. True, but then are you Finn? Even though you were engaged to be with this person, uh, you find out that she she left town and then find out that she was pregnant. But then she lost the baby, only to find out that now she's back, and you know is telling you now that oh no, no the baby is real. Could you get back together with that person? No, that's tough. That's hard. So I don't know if we could drive a wedge between... I mean, because I mean, Finn's stuck with Anna through all his child drama. But, but Hayden was there at his toughest moment ever. Very when true. he had that whole drug-addicted thing going on, she was there for him. She was there for him in spite of himself. So I'm just saying, not for nothing. No, that's true. Uh, folks... Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Holy ooh, cow, ooh. we raced by. Uh, <laughs> folks, next week is Comic-Con. I won't be there. Carly, will you be there? Um, that would be a negative. Oh, you know, so that, <laughs> that's the case. You know what that means? It means we'll both be back here next week. Yeah, so, all day. As folks, as always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. We greatly appreciate it. Couldn't do the show without you. Uh, as always, if you want to stay in touch with either of us after the show is over, and admit it, out of the two of us, it's Carla. It's always going to be Carla. She's got awesome things happening. Carla, where can they find you? You guys can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me in about an hour or so, right back here at After Buzz TV, doing the after show for American Princess. And as always, right before the General Hospital Report or the General Hospital After Show, whichever you choose to call it, I will be over at Black Hollywood Live doing the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata at Black Hollywood Live, 5 p.m. every Sunday. Look at this. I got nothing compared to that. <laughs> you can just, you know, you know, tune in. I'll live stream my, like, a light cry that I do next week before the show. You can tune into that. 
Uh, folks, follow me on the Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. That's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV. 